Kevin, you want to rock and roll this chicken taco or what? I will rock and roll any chicken taco because I loves me a good taco. Are you the chicken or are you the tortilla? <gasps> I'd rather be the tortilla. Uh, <laughs> that's just the <laughs> keto talking. Exactly. <laughs> You're, oh, my God. Carbs? <laughs> I can be carbs and not have to eat carbs? Oh, my God. Oh, well, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And because you are responsible for yourself, there won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. Recording live through Zencaster, although we bitch at it all the time, if it weren't for Zencaster, we would have no show. I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, living the dream. Kathy, it has been quite an eventful week. Quite. Ah, yes, it has, I believe. We are in for some news from Boogie. A little bit of news. A little a little bit of news. There's still no play, but but definitely I went and got out there. Why don't you tell me you have anything going on this week? I didn't have anything really going this week. Um not kink-wise, and I'm sorry, I live a boring life. I, I work and then home and then work and home again. I, I that's it. That's all I got, Boogie. Was there masturbation? Yes, there was. Okay, yes. What was I thinking? Why didn't I talk about the masturbation? (laughs) Jeez, I'm like, (laughs) don't don't count out self love. Self love's good love too. Oh my god! So it was a good self love week. I will give it that. How many times did you masturbate this week? Only twice, but they were heavenly both times. Really? Are you getting? Yes. Are you using the uh, the Lilo suction clit sucker? I uh, not the clit sucker. Yeah. I'm using the the standard average run of the mill, never disappoint Lilo. <laughs> you know, Siri. I I just love it. It's just it it always gets me off. And how many people can you say that about? Uh, that is a damn good point, moving us closer to the singularity where <laughs> robots here are pleas for consistency in orgasms. Oh that may God. be the thing. That may be the thing that pushes the robots into artificial intelligence awareness. I it see. may be it may be enough women crying out going, I need to come consistently with somebody who is going to be there, be there, be there, be there. And the computer's like, be there, be there, be there, be I am aware. Uh, hey, I, I, if that's what the singularity means, I say bring it on, baby. So all the terminators will be literally just walking toy factories. With every appendage having multiple different toys that gratify different sensations of sexuality. Isn't that they had that theme in the movie AI? There was a whole flesh trade, they called it. Yes, they did. By the way, AI, it's a Steven Spielberg movie. If you haven't seen it, don't, because it will rip your guts 
out of your body. <laughs> Yeah. I own it. I watched it once. It was that kid from Sixth Sense who's now probably like 50. Um, and it was a great, just a, a wonderful story, well played out, but just the most heart-wrenching yeah, <laughs> ever seen in my life. I was like literally by myself in my apartment at the time, and I was like, oh, God. It was pretty heart wrenching and <laughs> and very uh, mind boggling and intriguing and caused you to question almost everything. Absolutely, and that was what I loved about it. It's a good okay, fine. It's a fucking good movie. Just you know, <laughs> skip the last thirty minutes of it because um, <laughs> it yeah. gets it gets pretty harsh. But yes, maybe uh, fuckbot. Wait, who was that? What that was Jude Law. Yes, Jude Law was the fuckbot gigolo guy. He was a honey. He was a honey. You wouldn't mind if that showed up at your door and said, I am here to pleasure you. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> you wouldn't be like, oh, no, it takes away from the human experience if you're not real. Well, let me tell you, the human experience leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, it, it's it's. I mean, it's amazing when it's amazing, of course. And we that's why we have a show to help people find that amazing. But, uh, you know, coin-operated boy. Uh, coin-operated. Have you ever heard that song by the Dresden Dolls? Mm, it's no. an older old, Not old. Well, I mean, it's not old considering the, my age. But uh, <laughs> Dresden Dolls, coin-operated boy. Go watch that video right now. It is an amazing band. They've—I don't even think they're—they're they're together anymore. But it was an amazing band ten years ago. Uh, Amanda Palmer and Brian Vigiloni just—I uh, saw them twice live. They're fucking crazy. Coin operated boy. There. Wow. You know I do radio now, so uh, now I'm like, ah, yeah. music, yeah, well. music, music. <laughs> I wish we played that on our station. Oh my goodness. And I won't give away because I did talk to Enigma yesterday or the day before yesterday. And I talked about going to the station for the first time uh, mm. since I've been out here and that it was like cool and legitimate and whatever. So, I, you know, I'm going to talk about it a little later in the show. So you already know about all this stuff. Right. But uh, but that was exciting. And then I did go to probably my first munch in about a year. Wow. Or more, obviously more, uh, three years, you know, my uh -huh. first, I mean, I've been to a kink event in the last three years, but actually going to a munch, I actually went to a munch here in Texas, in Corpus. I went online, I looked, I did the thing. They said, you got to be vetted at one of these munches. And I actually put on jeans. What? And a shirt with short sleeves. What? And uh, went to a lovely gay bar somewhere in downtown Corpus. And uh, we sat on the patio, which I think was a horrible choice. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're all from Texas. They're like, yeah, we'll sit on the patio. It'll be great. I'm two hours. Even though there was fans and we were under the shade, I was just like, I'm dying. I'm dying. If Kathy was here, she'd be laughing at me, but she'd be dying with me. <laughs> yes. She'd be dying with me. I'm just all, oh, yeah, I'm trying to act all cool. My little California flesh is like, oh, the humidity, I'm going to die. Yeah. It's just like a wet flypaper nutsack feeling all over my body. Ew. But other than that, it was it was fun to be at a munch. And of course, you know, most times you, you go to most munches and there's going to be great, interesting people there. And it was surely interesting to see some of the differences to how you and I 
you know, ran parties in a club because they don't have, you know, a dungeon out here. I think they used to a while ago. And then there was whatever, you know, dungeon issues. And uh, and now it's all like private house parties and whatever. So things are obviously different at house parties than they are at dungeon parties that have to pay insurance. But it was so fascinating to just hear. And in general, same things, consent, don't touch anybody, be responsible. Um, those types of things were all in place. And so that's wonderful to hear. And to just hear some of the just some of the nuances that you're like, oh, OK, that's that's definitely different from from the way I was thinking. But uh, still pretty cool. And and if there's a party, then obviously I'm going to probably go to it if they find me. I think they liked me. I, you know, I don't uh, I don't think anyone was going to throw rocks at me. I <laughs> well, bought that's the... always good when they don't throw rocks. <laughs> at you. Well, I don't know. I, that's one thing. And I will say quickly before we move on that <clears throat> even though most of the people I've talked to have been very nice and very polite, I still feel a lot of imposter syndrome because I'm here in a very conservative part of Texas, not in Corpus, but where I'm staying and I'm driving with California plates and, you know, there's, you know, a lot of political vitriol, you know, in one way or the other. And this is uh, perceived against me. So I've already talked to the guy who I'm at the station with, and he's from California, uh, or at least he's lived out there for a long time. And he's like, oh, yeah, sometimes people just flip you off and scream at you and blame you for gas prices and shit like oh, that. Nice. I'm, like, I'm like, I don't want that. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. But uh, And then on the station, of course, because I have to play a different character, and I I didn't grow up here, but my character talks about all the places around here. And now that I live here, I feel more comfortable because I'm actually going to these places and then talking about it. But there is kind of that imposter feeling, you know, where I'm, I don't get to be my authentic self, which was another reason why it was nice to be at a munch and know that it's OK. I'm a kinky person. You know, I, I have a lot of freaky desires thoughts and ideas and here's a group of people you know that that understand that but right. it is something that i definitely kind of have to kind of work through yeah i can imagine i've i've lived here all my life i've never lived anywhere else um and i always think of myself as eh, i would have no problem but the few times in my life that i've actually ventured out of the state which is not because I don't want to, it was just a matter of circumstance, but there were times right. where I would go to New Mexico or Arizona or Oregon and I can I totally get what you're what you're saying. Even though a lot of times it could be just all in your head, it doesn't sure. matter. You still Absolutely. feel like a total fish out of water. Absolutely. And it's and it's and like I said, it's some of it is not I mean, so obviously I'm a very paranoid person. I have a lot of a lot of issues that I brought with me to Texas um, that I'm kind of keeping down. But there is that whole I hate feeling unwelcomed. I've talked about it on the show a bunch of times. And so in my mind, I'm consistent. I'm consistently not welcoming myself here. And so, like you said, a lot of that's in my head. But there's also I'm also very respectful of the fact that I am the outsider and I'm not going to be the one that kicks in the dungeon door and says, I don't like the way you run your party, you know, and you got to change everything to adapt to me. 
you know, there is a certain amount like this is how this this city runs this way. And these are these people. And I'll still stand up if I hear things that I that are strongly against what my moral beliefs are, you know, or whatever. And I haven't really heard any of that stuff. But I would I would speak up uh, and and say my piece. But in another way, it's like I, I don't live here. I haven't ever lived here. And I can't just come in here and be like, you guys need to loosen up and start spanking each other. Fuck this religion stuff you're all into. You know, it's just maybe, you know, I got to have a more subtle approach. Yeah, that's a good, a good thought to have in your head when you're in another state. But you have a more subtle approach. I get a kick out of the image of you kicking open a dungeon door. (laughs) Telling people. Kicking open the dungeon door and go, (laughs) I don't like this. This is not how I did it back in Los Angeles. You would literally, because they have open carry out here. There's people walking around with gun holsters like the Wild West. It's great, you know, because everyone has their own personalized gun. Like a lot of the women have have pink guns and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. And uh, so, yeah, you don't want to kick it in a door anywhere pretty much here. You just, you know, you want to want to temper, temper your approach a little bit. Hey, I just wanted to pull you aside and uh, just ask some questions. <laughs> That's usually a better approach. <laughs> this is a whole new boogie that we're getting. Uh, it's a, a whole new. <laughs> it's, it's a whole new boogie. That life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king shaming world. Peace of mind, please know the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. We haven't heard from Spanish Red in a while, and it's not because she hasn't been writing, because she is quite the prolific writer. But Indeed. it's just because nobody tags us, and I get lazy and don't go on Fat Life. But this what? time, our, our good friend Enigma came to the rescue and tagged me on one of her posts entitled, I See You, in which she says, The traditional Zulu greeting translates as, I see you. The response, I am here. This simple exchange is at the core of every DS relationship. From the outside, you might make the mistake of thinking BDSM is defined by its own acronym, bondage, discipline, sadism, and masochism. It doesn't represent any of those things for me. They're just symptoms of something more profound. When a dominant picks up a cane or a length of rope, he's saying, I see you. When I melt into the intimacy and exposure of the act, I'm saying, I am here. Submission does an awful job of defining itself. The dictionary tells you it's the action of yielding to a superior force, but I'm neither inferior nor powerless. I don't accede because I've been pushed by a hurricane. I accede because I've chosen to lie back and allow a current to carry me. I'm a powerful force in my own right. I rule my life with uncompromising control. I exist for no man or woman. But when you strip back the day with all its demands, I can lean into someone else's current. I can exist for you in the tiny moments in between real life and its problems. Ah, that's so lovely. Oh, my God. I I know what's coming. You're about to make fun of something. That's so lovely. No, I once again, that is a great version of one person's yeah. needs for themselves for submission. Right. And As I've she been says hearing, at the top. That's not what it is for me. 
That's right. The for me part. That's why we like Spanish red. And that's, that's why right. we like that. So I definitely, cause I, and, and I'm bouncing off of Spanish reds post, you know, where she talks a lot about independence and I'm in control and I allow somebody to do this. And she did it very eloquently, but it, kind of triggered me into a lot of other posts I've seen where I've heard a lot of that submissives actually have all the power and I do what I want and you will do what I want. And it's literally getting more and more aggressive. And I'm starting to say, maybe we should remind people that there are other types of submission that, uh, that are less independent. And cause it almost seems to a point to where I would feel if I was a submissive that I was doing it wrong. If I was reading these posts, they're getting to that level. And, and some of it may be a little man Haiti. And if we're talking about a female submissive to a male dominant, but it, it's a good time. I think for uh, a reminder of the different types of submissiveness and that sometimes submission is, giving up the power and doing things that you don't want to do and allowing somebody else to lead, even when you don't want them to lead the way they're leading because you have given them that level of trust because they've earned your respect. So before I get into all my ranting, which I just started, I would like (laughs) to give you a chance to comment on the post. Oh my God. Yes. Listen, I've, I've also been in the place you're in where for whatever reason there exists a plethora of a specific type of post at any given time. And you get so inundated with it that you become sick of it. When, if you were reading something at any other time and it was evenly spaced in between all the other opinions, it wouldn't really bother me that much. Right. Yes. So in, in that respect, uh, addressing that issue my suggestion is to everybody is you need to take responsibility for your own feelings if you read something in which someone is telling you well this is my my thing and uh this is how i do it here's it's my post this is an example of what i want and what it means to me uh you take it that way and you move on if somebody is telling you're uh, in a post telling you, well, this is not only my way, but this is the way it should be for everyone. And I disagree with you if you disagree with me and I'm just going to be an asshole up here, then just turn it off and, and walk away. Right. Everything on FetLife, everything that we read on, on the Internet is is there because it's somebody's opinion. And it's everyone's responsibility to just take that as they want. But I I think that there's a difference between someone standing up and telling telling you this is the way you should do it and someone saying, well, this is what submission is to me. So in that respect, in, in, in talking about her post in particular, it does speak to me because it's something that I've, I've wrestled with for a long time. Very, I spent the overwhelming majority of my life not exploring my kinks because at the core of my kinks is my submission and I didn't consider myself a submissive person. Had I read this post 20, 30 years ago, it would have changed my life. Right. So isn't it's all about perspective. It's all about where you're coming from. If I had read it after reading a series of these posts, I'd be, oh my God, do I have to read another one of these posts? But if I had read it 30 years ago, it would have altered the course of my life. I would have delved into kink long before I did. I wouldn't have waited that long. And, and who knows where my life would have gone. So to me, this is a very personal post because 
I had to wrestle with this all on my own at one point decided I'm just going to go to a kink event. I don't, I'm terrified of what I'm going to find there because I don't think I will ever, uh, align myself with people, women, anybody who is completely submissive, because I'm not, only to find out that there were many people like Spanish Red who write about being a woman who is, has a, a submissive core, but who is also fucking, you know, animal in their own lives. They don't take shit from anybody. And they're very careful who they choose to allow into their inner circle and to turn their back on them and say, I trust you because you've proven that you can be trusted to do, to dominate me. It's a very difficult thing to do. So as usual, I love her posts. She writes about this particular topic very eloquently, and I absolutely loved it. I am in agreement with you, and I love this post, and I love where she has gotten to in her life. And one thing that I definitely want to point out is, from other things that we have read from her, is that... It was a process to get to. I don't know how old she is. I know she's younger than us, but she's definitely not in her early 20s. And she had a journey of making mistakes along the way to get to this place to where she realized her own power. She realized the value of her own independence and she's able to advocate for herself. And the reality is, is a lot of people have to get beat up a little bit to get to this place of self-awareness. Surely I did. I had mm -hmm. to get my ass kicked. I'm getting my ass kicked now. I'm 54. <laughs> I'm still getting my ass kicked to get to that point to where I identify my own personal power and what is my place. And you and I talk about this all the time on the show. It is a process. And so I see and where I get an understanding when I read some of these aggressive blogs that are kind of talking down uh, about submission being giving up the power, even if you don't want to, I understand that some of those are probably reactionary to bad relationships, things that have gone bad, giving trucks, giving trust to somebody a little early. Because you were, you know, you had an idea in your head that this is how your submission was going to work. And maybe you trusted somebody that you hadn't vetted, that you hadn't spent enough time with, and they hurt you or they, mis they misused your power. They didn't build you up. They didn't create something good in you. And so thus, you defensively now have taken this attitude of complete independence as your submission. And once again, you have to protect yourself how you protect yourself. Your process of recovery, your process of life is yours. I can't do that for you and neither can Kathy. But that being said, seeing all of these aggressive, like kind of talking down about submissives as we understand submission being giving up power even if you don't like what's going on and i'm not saying that like it's something unhealthy i'm saying people enter these ds relationships i have had people give me the power mew has given me the power over things that she didn't know because she knew she didn't know certain things about communication, about social interactions, about looking around, about some of the things that I had skills in 
that she didn't. And she was willing to go through some of the uncomfortable things that I had her do, even though she didn't want to do, to get to a higher place where she now, we talked today on the phone, and she talked about the things that we achieved together, things that she didn't know. So sometimes people go into a a DS relationship because they believe the dominant has a certain skill set that they need. And just like going to a sensei in martial arts or going to a vocation school where the person knows more than you do. There is a certain level of submission where you don't want to do all the things they're telling you to do, but you know they have your best interest at heart, and you know at the end of the game you're going to probably be a better person. And that's a type of submission we don't, I don't hear a lot about anymore. Hmm, that's surprising. I hear about that type of submission a lot. In fact, it's the dominating uh stereotype of a submission is is the female or the male who um wholeheartedly gives into uh, their dominant because their dominant knows better than they do and they guide them i mean uh, gosh i'm surprised i hear about that a lot yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying it doesn't exist maybe i've just had an unlucky run of right. blogs that i've read where it just seems like it's like i'm in control you're not in control You know, this is and once again, we've always gone back and forth on this. Oh, the submissive is really the one that has all the power because they have the power to say no. Of course not. Rape, murder, those things. Yes, you cannot do those things in a DS relationship that the the submissive has the ability to say no at every time. But getting to the point to where it's starting to like level out to where all the top is reduced to. And I see this and I've seen this uh, frequently is that the, the top is being kind of reduced to just do what I want, do what I want to me, kind of like a greedy bottom almost. Mm -hmm. And that's male or female. So my point of view is like, I think that that is one type of submission. If you can get that, that's great, but I don't, want to see that dynamic, that opportunity for people to know it's okay to walk into a DS relationship, spend some time, get to know your dominant, build some trust for him or her or them or whatever, and and say, I need to follow someone. I need to give up my power and allow you to be in charge, not just in the play scene in decisions with my life. And then we start getting into master slave where it's a little more thorough or whatever, but there are still people that are very, very responsive to giving up a lot of control. And I don't want to make people that are into that dynamic or can benefit from that dynamic. I don't want to talk down to them like they're weak or somehow they're not independent or a free thinker or powerful just because they give up that much control in their DS relationship. Hmm. Well, I certainly hope those people aren't out there who feel that way. I don't think anybody should feel that way. Everybody does kink their own way and... I, like I said, the only time I have issue with anyone is when you stand up somewhere and say, this is the way it should be for everybody. Then I have a huge fucking issue. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people right now that are saying this is the way it should be, or you shouldn't be in the lifestyle. Aye, aye, aye. That's it. Well, you haven't been on FetLife as much. 
uh, lately and just all the drama and people and the self-righteousness and whatever. And it's just like, ugh, come on, man. There's a lot of ways. There's a lot of roads to yeah. happiness. And, and if the basics are in place where somebody has your best interest at heart, you know, that's, you know, consent. Someone has your best interest in heart. After that, there's a lot of wiggle room. There's a lot of wiggle room. And uh, just don't kick open the dungeon door. Just don't get where there's a bunch of people <laughs> with open carry. <laughs> Is Geeky World News a social enigma? I don't know. Let's ask Enigma. He should know because he's got the same name. Dagnabbit Enigma, where have you been? I'm in California. Where are you? Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a place that I do not feel welcome at all. I'm just saying, I mean, I feel I'm getting more and more welcome mm -hmm. because, you know, people that know me mm -hmm. like me, you know. And as I told, you know, the listeners before, you know, I went to a munch uh, this week or last weekend, whatever, at a gay bar. And that was a lot of fun. And... uh and I went to the station today. That actually just happened. I didn't even talk to Kathy about that yet because, you know, we're recording before her. I actually went to the radio station today and it was actually more legitimate than I thought it was. I actually heard myself on the air because it was a 40 minute drive out there mm. and I'd never actually heard myself on the air. So I'm like, ah, this is just whatever. And then there I am. <laughs> Very nice. Babbling babbling across the uh the the texas county and uh, that we're in so uh so yeah it's a little intimidating and driving with california plates is literally just like put a target on my head <laughs> you know so i'm just kind of waiting but it's it's definitely a trip it's a trip being here and it was exciting to be at the station mm -hmm. and to see that it was legit because i've been recording all these breaks for months you know, this is the second time around, and I've been recording it from a desk, and I don't know if anyone's even listening. Right. And, like, I actually walked up to the station, and, like, the general manager, this this lady who was a big Dallas cheerleader, um, just literally was waiting for me. And she's like, oh, my God, you're here. It's so much fun. You're so much better than the other DJs and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we never know what you're going to say next. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's it's actually pretty normal for me. Pretty normal, <laughs> just never, not exactly as uh, innocent, you know. Just, uh, still, just a little, little more. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm having fun out here, and I'm doing stuff. I, I still feel a little imposter syndrome, uh, but you know, it's going good. What's going on with you? Um, not a whole lot has changed. <laughs> I, but I, I just been doing a lot of work. Uh, you know, surviving the LA dream. Um, been been helping organize some kinky stuff. Kinky stuff is I haven't done a whole lot of super kinky, but there's definitely like working in the right direction with several people and okay. um, building up relationships and kind of getting back into um, the proverbial swing of things. So, uh, like I'm I'm having a little virtual fun date after this in a little bit. So I'm definitely oh. looking forward to that. Oh, so you're gonna do some uh, online stuff? Mm-hmm. Nice. Is it going to be like Nakey stuff or is it just like some DS and commands and stuff? Um, I, I, I'm, they're going to be naked. I don't know. Uh, it, depending on the comfort, comfort level, sometimes they like to be on cam. Sometimes they don't. 
okay. but there's definitely going to be um, toys and and coming or maybe coming. I don't know if I'm going to let them, but right. Uh, oh, you're yeah. a dick. I am. I am. You're a dick. I don't. I we talk about it all the time. I'm the worst at orgasm denial. <laughs> I'm the worst. I have to like really gear myself up and be like no, and then they're like. Oh, and I'm like, I want to see you come. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I'm. I, I play up a good game, and you know, don't don't tell anybody. But um, eventually, right. I, I for me, denial. I'll do organize, orgasm denial like a few times, especially if they're being a brat. But eventually, right. like I want to see them become a puddle of cum, and so like sure. that's gonna happen. It's a thing, and yeah. I suppose it's you know, I'm not saying I wouldn't be into it in certain situations, right. But but in general, yeah, I'm not going to orgasm. Like when I hear people talk about orgasm denial, I'm thinking they're cutting them off. You're not like I think femdom, caged male, submissive. Fuck you, you don't get to come for like a month, right? Kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's just not my thing. No, but, uh, like, a little bit's fun. Yeah, I'll be a dick for a little bit, but you know, it's I I, I want I want the orgasm to, to happen too. So yeah, lucky bitches out there, aren't you? Hey, Aren't you? Hey, you went to a munch. That's like the first step to get there. That's right. That, it that, was. That's what we tell our, our listeners all the time. It was sitting on a patio in 100 degrees. <laughs> in jeans, dude. I wore jeans. Like, I haven't worn pants in like 100 years. And fortunately, it was shaded. But it was a... Uh, wow. I yeah, mean, we're working back there. You could join the kilt kilt army get get yourself a nice kilt you know i'm just really trying to stay low pro in tech it's bad enough i got the blaring california plates and a big dumb look on my face Mm -hmm. so uh so i'm just trying to not really uh you know bring the guns pointed at me (laughs) let's talk about something that's actually kind of cool a study that is actually pretty awesome yeah, so and I want you to build it all the way to where we hear what the best one is. Oh, of course, because I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> all right, so our article article for today comes from eatthis.com, and it is entitled "The Sex Position That Secretly Helps You Sleep Better." Uh, according to a recent study conducted by a UK-based sleep study, there is one position that results in the best sleep ever. But in mm-hmm. but first, some science. Um, sex in general can help folks into REM sleep or rapid eye movement. This is when you're in deep sleep. This is when you dream. Your, your body and mind can actually rest and reset. The test to find the best position used over 1,500 participants who wore sleep monitors and tried 25 popular sex positions before bed over a three-month period. This sounds like terrible, terrible science. Oh, um, God, where, would you hate to be the dude that I'd, that I'd, has to, like, write the notes? I, I'd i hate to be part of this. Please sign me up. Anyway, um, so sex in general um, helped the participants achieve REM sleep, but one position re- reigned supreme. Um, so in third place was the bridge, uh, which uh, I'm going to list off a couple. And if you don't know what they are, you can Google them. Uh, but anyway, okay. the, the third, the third, the one that came in third was the bridge. Um, the the two that came in second that tied for second was called the Lotus and the Eagle. Right, right. I know the Lotus. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then number one with forty three percent of participants achieving more rim sleep after sex. Drum roll. Thank you. You're welcome. Doggy style. Thank 
Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Yes! The best of the positions gives you the best streak. And I thought about this, Enigma. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what about it? You know, because this is science now. We're definitely into science. And I'm pretty sure it's because when you're really, like, banging away, you're literally shaking her brains. (laughs) And it's like, I think mini strokes make you sleepy. That's what I think it is. I think you just literally fuck someone so hard. They have little mini strokes and then they get tired and smell burnt toast. And so then they sleep better. <laughs> Did that was that in the study? It was not in the study, but I I, I do see the um the, the the science behind like that that position. Like the whoever's in the in the the front position, they're 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 kind of in more of like a push up, so it's kind of a workout situation, but sure. they're they're able to more like focus and it's I can almost see it being like meditation where you're like you're focusing on what's happening to you as opposed to being like part of it. Right, um, right. And then for the the person in the the giver position like you are you're you're kind of in charge and so you have that kind of your the the adrenaline of it I think is even higher for that person. So so I I can definitely see that position in particular like really putting people into a headspace of of high energy so that when they drop after like it's it's gonna be a lot better a lot more uh a lot healthier of a drop than like in in other positions i also think now let me go on this because of course you know me and intimacy that i'm just captain stare her in the eye guy Mm -hmm. that's my whole world let's just stare directly into your eye and breathe your breath and tell you how much in love I am with you while I caress your pretty pretty. No, that is actually not what I'm into. That is the antithesis, is that the correct word? Of what I am into. And part of doggy style is kind of that she gets to go off into her own world and I get to go off into my own world. And so it's kind of, I mean, we're still together and it's still, we're matching each other's rhythm and thing like, things like that. But I think there might be a little bit, because when you're facing somebody, you're having this focus on them and you and your connection and whatever. So maybe you actually get more prepared for your own sleep because that position is, is your in your own space mm-hmm. kind of like just making up some shit why not well no but I, like I, I i like that that's something that i've heard before is like before you go to bed you should have kind of like your own personal time and so like you're you're getting the sex so like you're getting that that energy that that um excitement but at the same time you're you're kind of getting into almost very very sexy hot meditation um sure so, so yeah i can definitely see that happening Okay, so maybe some, you know, ounce of truth. I mean, that's the fun thing about a study. That would be the next study is let you and I fuck a thousand chicks <laughs> and then uh, ask them if they feel relaxed afterwards. If it's better not look, I'm pretty sure it's going to be at least better not looking at me. So, and they'll have better uh, rapid eye movement time, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. I love when they get into red because they're like, oh, if you can dream, that's good sleep. I'm like, dude, I can start dreaming while I'm just literally I close my eyes. I start dreaming. I'm on another planet. 
Oh, yeah. You used to always be like, it's impossible. I go, it's not impossible. I start dreaming literally when I start nodding off. I start dreaming. That's why it, it used to get dangerous when I was in my car. I'd start dreaming while driving. Oh, and yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? You know, I was, <laughs> why was I on the beach? <laughs> um, so now that we've discussed that, I think it's a good time to segue like what's the perverted podcast application to this. And I think it's good to discuss positions in general because I know a lot of people want to find those positions that actually work. Yes, of course, doggy style wins for, you know, best sleep for a certain percentage of people. But there are a lot of different positions. And I think sometimes people are either afraid to try new positions or they're over trying new positions. Does that make sense? Yeah, like like either you find the one that you like and you stick with that or you want to try the entire book and you don't really like try to settle on something that actually works. Yeah, like yeah. the porn bucket list, the position bucket list. And I'm pretty sure that most of our listeners already kind of know this, but porn is entertainment. It is not it is a type of sexuality that is specifically done to arouse and entertain the customer i've talked to many porn people you've talked to many porn people we've heard many articles the majority of those upside down backwards <laughs> russian beard holding things are not great positions for either partner no either partner are like this is not my first choice i mean it's fun to do as an adventure for a little bit but it really like a lot of those positions they look interesting and like a physical yoga challenge, but they're really not comfortable positions. So when you're trying new positions with your partner, sure, if you guys want to challenge each other and you have the physical ability, because that's something really important to know, that a lot of those positions, a lot of the people in porn are actually in pretty good shape. Mm -hmm. And so they can hold some of those positions longer and not injure themselves. And I know a lot of people that have had sex injuries trying like the bend over backwards crab, you know, thing to try it. Mm -hmm. And then they don't know when to stop. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and like if you look at the, the, the other positions, like the, the second and third, like the Lotus and Eagle, those are really good for like, I can see those being really nice for like when you have want to have like a nice intimate time but it, it's not really like it's not really about the sex it's about your partner and then you have like you were talking right. about like the bridge being something that's like super over complicated and like that's right. that, that's going to be a workout for, for whoever's on bottom like right well I, I mean there's different aspects of the bridge there's mm -hmm. like the bridge where the partner is on their back and they're kind of lifting their body up in that kind of bridge with their legs. So it's like a missionary, but they folded the deck of cards in half and they're picking up. But you're supporting that. If you're right. between their legs, you're supporting that and giving them a little bit of that lift. So depending on the strength, you know, disbursement between both partners, it can access like if if 
if the penis is curved up a little bit mm-hmm. and she, and she has a slightly tipped uterus, you're going to hit that G spot. And that's why a lot of people like that kind of bridge thing. Mm-hmm. And once again, if you can get into it, like there's nothing wrong with starting in a position to warm up and get yourself turned on. And then when you start to get turned on, switch into another position that hits better points. So you have enough energy to kind of finish in that. Right. But if you try to like go straight into the bridge, you know, and you know, in 30 seconds, you guys are both like, fuck it, (laughs) fuck, fuck it. So go within your limit. And and once once again, if you start to feel a strain or a sharp pain. Yeah. Stop. You need to stop right away because you're going to get an injury. Right. You know, there's nothing wrong with stretching first and there's nothing wrong also with um, which I've done. I've mm-hmm. done that stretching before. It's like we're going to get on the sex swing or we're going to do, you know, something that we know is going to be aggressive. I mean, I had pre-workout. Mew used to massage me with the rolling pin before the girls would get there. And she'd be like, <laughs> OK, daddy, you got to get the fuck in there and do some work for the team. And she was like my pre-event. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But you also have to. Be aware of what your partner's limitations are. If they have a bad back, if they have bad knees, if they have problems with their feet or they have a bad shoulder, you know, or they've had like a softball injury or something like that. You got to really kind of know what that is, because some of those positions, once you're turned on, you're not going to really pay attention to the minor injury that you have. But the position that you have is going to really, really exaggerate that injury. Right. And you also have to, and, and I think that's a, a, probably another reason why that doggy style became more popular is it's, it, it can be done in a couple of ways that are a lot easier on the person. Sure. Like you can, you can do it just bent over the bed or you can like actually get on the bed. So the knees are cushioned. Like there's right. a lot of different ways to do it. Stack that... pillows under the, under the stomach of the person on the bottom. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can literally make doggy style, like almost like just flopping over pillows Mm -hmm. for your bottom and then you and then you don't have to hold them up as much and you can just use their hips to kind of pull yourself into them Mm -hmm. just super hot i'm sure there's a way to do it oh i'm sure there is i know i have to like finding positions with a gps i know that's coming (laughs) but the good news is like if i did it here like if i brought a partner here where i am i don't know if i can but if i brought a partner here there's like literally the 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 machines are in every room and I can literally call out Alexa where is the vagina located <laughs> and she would be like you're 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 not there oh we're we're, Move. we're definitely going to have literally, like, I just, we're gonna have oh my like, god I just heard Alexa in the other room talking <laughs> <laughs> oh shit I'm so glad I'm on headphones <laughs> Uh, there's family out there. Whoops. Okay. Anyway, so uh, you you probably just turned on other people's Alexa while they drove too. I think th- probably. Jesus Christ. Yeah. S- since uh. since we're on that, um, okay, Google, look up the Lotus sex position. All right, there you go. Um, D- did it pop up? Uh, not for me, but I'm hoping for somebody who's listening. Um, oh that's right if they're listening live (laughs) yeah if they're listening you know without headphones Mm -hmm. which we've gotten people in trouble before on this show multiple (laughs) times multiple times Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. One of the best was years ago. There was a lady who was in the shower and she was cranking perverted podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was an adult, but her mom was visiting and her mom hears me talking about whatever insanity we're talking about. And the mom's just like, what the hell are you listening to? And this lady jumps out of the shower and starts scooting across the room and almost ate shit because she was wet and naked with a towel going, no, no, don't worry about this. It's just some <laughs> show that, oh, how did this get on? Uh, Oops. But yes, as far as positions, positions are exciting. And you should have in your repertoire two or three that you know get your partner in the right position for both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, and then focus on making that happen. Right. And and this is also when maybe investing in like um, I forget the company, but there are there are pillows that are made to help with position specifically with sure. sexual positions. Um, uh, you'll find it also often find them like in wedge wedge form. Uh, but mm. this is also when like toys can be used. Like if you, if you ne- don't can't necessarily get in a position, then maybe bring a toy into the bedroom and like you can. Maybe do some positions, but not others, but use toys to help achieve what you're looking for. And maybe you physically can't be there for that. Yeah, absolutely. Like size. I mean, we have so many toys that different positions are good for different sizes, whether it's penis or strap on or hands or mouth or whatever. It's just it's I love talking about positions because it really is like love yoga. You know, I know it sounds stupid, but it really is that exploration of finding out when you are with your partner that you're finding that position that you're going to hang out in for a while and be sexual. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love it. I love the different positions. And I probably, I probably have like five to 10 positions that are like go-tos depending on, you know, what access you're trying to get or whatever. Um, but I've tried a lot of different ones and, and let me tell you, most of them you're like, oh, okay, that that looks <laughs> very interesting. Is, are you into that? I am not into that. Okay, good. Let's uh, let's put that down as uh, tried experiment mm-hmm. three four two slash ab five. Yeah, we're we're all about experimenting and trying. And if it doesn't work, well, that sucks. Moving on. Alexa, which hole <laughs> do I put it in? Siri, look up hot <laughs> sluts in my area. We're just going to cover all our races today. Echo. (laughs) Activate my Tinder account. Swipe right on all. (laughs) Swipe right on all. Oh, there's a knock at your door. Hey, how you doing? I mean, okay, Uh, Tinder doesn't give location anymore. No? They did that when they first started, and they realized real fast that that was a bad idea. I think Grinder still does that. Yes, Grinder still does that. The one for dudes. Grinder's still like, here's the dick. Here's where it is. Here's the little dick on the map. And now you just <laughs> drive your car to the little dick. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. But I think that would be amazing. Like, let's get to the point. Guys don't mess around, dude. They don't. And we, we've talked about that before. Like, guys, like, if you go into a gay club or a gay, like, a gay party sex environment, like, they're 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 you're probably gonna get at least somebody hitting on you so yeah it's yeah. it's and it's just no bullshit there's mm-hmm. none of this hey do you want to look in my eyes and 
read me some poetry for a half hour? <laughs> no. I just want to fuck you. Yep. All right. Sounds good. You top or a bottom. Good. Let's get out of here. Yep. There are women like that, too. The, I have the, found. I, I do appreciate the sluts. As do I. Do I. Appreci- I do appreciate the sluts that are like, yeah, I'm actually not really that into you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as far as marriage material, let's just go ahead and play. Yes. I, I love friends with benefits. That's That sounds fantastic. Ah. <sighs> Alexa, <laughs> how do I get friends with benefits? Get the fuck outside. <laughs> Enigma. Yes. If the kids want to get a hold of us, where do they go? Well, if they want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram at Perverted Podcast. We're on Twitter at Perverted Pcast. If they want to find us on FetLife, just search Perverted Podcast. There's both a group and a page. Tell us we're swell. Tell us to go to hell. Just tell us fucking something on Perverted Mail Box. Perverted Mail Box. I'm probably butchering, butchering your little music there boogie i'm probably not playing that jingle is what the the (laughs) issue is you sing the same two jingles every time for some fucking advice and perverted mailbox can't remember all of it it's quite all right kathy because i don't put in you singing that same jingle every time (laughs) i have have six (laughs) or seven different ones and then i just pick one that's not that or sometimes i pick that and then you go in right with your mood. It fits perfectly. It's like, once again, be flexible. Just be flexible. You're, you hurt. You cut me, Boogie. You cut me real deep just then. <laughs> okay. I just want you to live your dream, Kathy. I love you. <laughs> All right. This is from the Tao of the Tao of me. Uh, and this is in reference to the no show. Uh, I have absolutely feel no guilt whatsoever talking about the no show on the regular show if you're not a patreon supporter you have not heard any of our no shows but darn it our people write to us and the Tao of me has written and said i am hurt boogie i think it was the first no show where you guys were talking about butt stuff for a moment and you couldn't remember my name couldn't (laughs) remember my name i thought we were butt buddies wait that didn't come out right what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, he says, I am mortally wounded. Speaking of which, Kathy, you rock. You deserve better than asshat, festering, maggot spore, fucktard, dorcas, or whatever name you land on. And nice. if my wife ever kicks me to the curb, will you marry me? Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. I almost cried when I read that. He's just the nicest. And for anybody... Listening, of course, hasn't listened to the no show. Will know, will not know that I had solicited the audience to come up with a term I could use to discuss the ex, since I was so disgusted with him that I could no longer even say his name. And oh my god, did you guys write in? I just, I love these suggestions. And finally, let me just say, Boogie, at the end, yeah. the Tao of me says, "And can you please tell Boogie how to pronounce Tao?" What's what do you mean Tao? Tao or Dao? I thought it was pronounced Dao. I don't think you pronounce it Tao with a T. It's, it's more like T- the Dao. Huh? T is in Tom A O. I think you're saying a- Tao or Yeah, Tao, the Tao? It's Tao, like towel. Yeah, like Tao, but I thought the T was si- Look, bro. <laughs> Look. 
All of a sudden, you know, we talk about all his butt stuff and the glory of all of his anal fistings and things that he's into. And now all of a sudden he's owning the show. It's just I, I get it. I understand. He's still holding out hope for my Michelle to, to take care of him. Well, aren't we all hoping that my Michelle will take care of us? I don't want to be fisted by my <laughs> Michelle. You and how? I don't think anybody has ever gotten a fist into me, although one person has tried. I, I don't think anybody can because the one person who tried had the tiniest hands. And I guess I have a small vagina. Well, you know, it's in the it's about the journey. Yes, you know, it was one, a fun journey. It's you know, look, if you can get one finger, two fingers, three fingers, five fingers without the knuckle, or you can actually make the fist, all of those things, <laughs> you're inside someone. <laughs> That's true. Stop complaining, Kathy. It's a fucking win. <laughs> it's because I have super big. You know, I got to play the fisting song at the end of the show now. I have. <laughs> monstrous hands and i've talked about on the show before i have only actually been able to fist two different women actually whole fist in close fist and one of them was just got it in they were screaming coming and uh gently removed the hand like they were gonna literally just pop in half like a gum wrapper but uh but the one that I had, you know, she could take it pretty well, and we were able to play with it a little bit and work it around. But I have really big hands, so for me, I have to just because I always have women that are like, well, not recently, but that are like, yeah, let's try it. I want to try it, and I'm like, you see these clods, right? And they're like, just try it. And so I always kind of, you know, hey, it's about the journey. If it's only three fingers or four fingers, that's. <laughs> amazing because i don't want them to get like butt hurt they're like oh i thought i could take it i'm like it's a it's a big hand you know that's true we are um gold driven so it, sure. it can work not in our favor at times absolutely because you know i mean yeah you want to be able to say yeah i took a fist but uh you know it's not uh not everyone can and so you can yeah. just uh you can always just say i'm i'm doing stretching training or fist training you're always That's in it. process. You're always yeah. in, in you're always in route. And one day there will be that, you know, one foot tall person that's an adult, a legal adult, you know, <laughs> and they will just ram an arm in you and then you'll feel pretty powerful. Then you'll feel complete. Well, thank you, Tao. Wait, what <laughs> we were supposed to respond to that. I don't even think we responded to anything. Well, I first of all, thank you so much. That is just the sweetest, nicest thing that anybody could say. And I enjoyed that very much. And you're a rock star. And thanks for listening to The No Show. Which you can hear. We've done three now. We do them about once a month. And uh, that is specifically for our lovely patron subscribers who have stuck with us for a long time. And they get uh, a free show that uh, the regular PP listeners don't get. Nothing personal. Right. But, uh, you know. Get the Speaking fuck over of which, there. do you want to hear from Bakura? He also is referring to information on a no-show. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay, it's a long Bakura. show today. It is. <laughs> I think we had talked on one of the no-shows. that I'm like, that movie, you know that movie where where the guy keeps losing his memory and we couldn't remember it? I mean, if I, 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 I didn't just know don't. It. 
I yes, it was some I love how Bakura writes in. He sends us like several emails answering all this stuff from the no show. He tells me the movie is called Memento. And by the way, Boogie, a new location for the Texas Kink Fest might be happening. I think we talked about you and I possibly going to some event, maybe. We did talk about an event like you and I want to go to one of the like whatever, preferably the hotel. I, I am not. I spent three years in a fucking car. I am not camping. Fuck well, you. I don't I care. I don't know what what is yeah. Texas Kink Fest. Is that I happy? don't know. Hopefully it's next to a hotel. <laughs> if it's next to a fucking hotel, then that's a consideration <laughs> that I will that I will handle. If they're like, no, nah, we're gonna camp and stay outside in hot, humid bug no, 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 no. I have spent way too many years of my life outside. I have no camping desire whatsoever. No. Hotel oh or no tell. Just saying. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I'm scarred. I hey, I I hate camping so much. I I simply do not understand the need for camping when when there are brilliant men and women out there over over the years who have you know invented telephones and mattresses and air, air conditioning. conditioning and plumbing. Why oh. would you want to go camping and get? eaten alive by bugs and animals. No, no, not I want to commune with nature. I just read an article today where woman who scares off grizzly bear, it comes back and mauls her to death while she's sleeping. And I'm like, you know, this easily could have been avoided. That just could have been. You could have just not gone camping. Like when you scared the bear away the first time, you could have said, maybe that bear is going to come back and eat me while I'm sleeping. Which oh it did. Oh, no. Fuck. No, Kathy. No, Lesson no. learned. I can learn from other people's mistakes. That's true. So, and uh, Bakura finishes off by, I guess, I, I'd completely forgotten about this. I think I blocked it out of my memory uh, until he reminded me that I spent most of the talk to the time uh, during our last no show talking about being an atheist and, and how much death sucks. Did I really do all that? Kind of, yeah. Oh my God! Why don't you tell me what I'm doing? This? I did. Okay. Well, it went into a deeper existential thing, which that was that show, that no show. Like we just keep hyping to all the people that aren't supporters of Patreon. Yeah, clickbait. <laughs> um, that show because usually the show is really garbagey and we just ramble for an hour. But this last one, the stuff we talked about because of all that existential stuff, was the most responded to no show that we've had out of the three. It kind of is because Bakura went to a dark place. He goes, I know this is kind of taking it into a dark place, but even though there is part of me that still wishes that I could believe or that I could have faith, I'm actually 90% of the time completely okay with my inevitable non-existence. In fact, shortly before I met Delilah, I attempted to kill myself. There's part of me that believes that I did in fact die that day, or at least a large part of me did. But I'm also fully aware that exactly 10 seconds after I die, I will no longer care that I'm not going to die, live. That's live right. like you're going to die because if you are just not, just don't be a dick because everybody else has to live here too. Right. Also, if it was at all possible and she was at all interested and I was in any way near Kathy, I would be more than happy to be her skin to skin contact. Oh. Okay. Look at all this dick. That's Look two at all of these... our lovely, wonderful supporters just being so nice to me that I am 
I really all it takes is two men that I don't know being nice to me and I'm absolutely overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, you're like, God, I can't handle all this dick that wants me. <laughs> No, they're being nice. They don't necessarily want... Did I ever tell you? I think I may have told you this. If I did, I'm sorry. I'm going to tell you the story again. One time after uh, the um, dickwad, I still don't know what name we we landed on, one of the four times he broke up with me, I was so um, upset and distraught that I didn't want to talk to him for a few weeks. (laughs) And I was on my way to work and it was cold. And I saw a drive through Starbucks and I was just, I need some fucking Starbucks. And I went in there, I o- ordered my Valencia mocha and I said, and you know what, can I get a, uh, the banana nut bread that you guys have? And he goes, oh. sure. Would you like us to heat that up for you? And I just, I'm in the drive through going, that would be so nice. And I just... <laughs> You would probably help me have an orgasm, too. It was the most pathetic I've ever been. I mean, literally, I couldn't get drive away from there fast enough because I was crying that the Starbucks drive through guy actually was being nice enough to offer to heat up my banana nut bread. <laughs> That's pretty sad. You it need is, some, isn't it? <laughs> you need dick, Kathy. You really, really need dick. <laughs> Cheeseburger. What? I don't know. I like cheeseburgers. <laughs> that would that is the end of show three hundred and fifty-nine. You know what? I don't care if anybody is sick of hearing me talk about the no show. I'm starting to like it more and more. If you are not a Patreon supporter and you want to hear more of Boogie and I just yammering on forever, you know what? All it costs is five dollars a month, and you can listen to all the no shows you want. And don't forget that you can always talk to Boogie and I by emailing us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Even though you guys have up your game and I'm getting more emails, I would love to get even more because I'm fucking greedy like that. I am an email whore and I love hearing about you guys because it allows me to live vicariously through our supporters and our listeners. You can also message us on our Perverted Podcast Fet Life profile, cleverly entitled Perverted Podcast. And Kathy, just as a reminder to add on to the three no-shows that are there, if you remember, I think there's also like nine or ten uh, of the ones we did, half peep, half a peepee half shows a peepee. that we did prior to that are still up on that site. So there are another, if you're trying to be a peepee Zam, which is a zombie apocalypse master, we haven't said that in a while. You listen to 50 shows of Perverted Podcast, you are a peepee zombie. If you listen to all 359, which I think is just about over two solid weeks uh, of listening, then you become a zombie apocalypse master. And just to let you know, some of our listeners are four times over Zams. What? We, we've stopped finding different names for that. That is just insane. Well, I mean, I think about it now because, like, I'm here and then the kid leaves on the TV and it's literally just runs Stranger Things, just runs literally from first season to fourth season or whatever season it's on. And it's just on all the time. And so every now and again, you just look over and you watch some Stranger Things and then you go back to your thing. So uh, maybe it's that. I don't know. <laughs> and then so you may- go back to your thing. <laughs> maybe they only hear, you know, a half a percent. So it's not torturous in any way. 
But uh, also, if you are interested in sponsoring Perverted Podcast, you can uh, email us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com and find out how that works, sell a product for you, or just uh, be a part of the magic and supportive nature of this massive show. This massive show that is global, Kathy. Global. But uh, we have a great time doing it. Kathy, it was a lot of fun talking to you today. I'm so excited about being in a place and being able to do this show. It's like 10 o'clock at night here. I'm at a desk. The air conditioning's on. Everyone knows I'm recording. I don't have to hide who I am or not say certain things. It, it, it is... Uh, it's really nice. It's very, yeah. it's very comforting. So uh, I can't wait to get back on the air with you and do some more stuff and hopefully have some more reports for uh, the next time when we hit show 360. And we'll see you on that one next time. I put my hand in your pussy and I make a fist. You get so wet, I just can't resist. A sexual adventure for an uber horny chick. I'm stretching your vag, but being careful of your cervix. Fisting, whoa. For the girl that needs girth, this does the trick. Fisting, whoa. Cause no human dick could ever beat this thick. Relax, and so do you. Make sure you have consent and a whole lot of lube. It takes a lot of trust to make it work great. Not something I would recommend you try on a first date. Fisting, oh, for the girl that needs girth, this does the trick. Fisting, oh, cause no human dick could ever beat this thick. Patience, never force it, never force it, more lube, communicate, never force it, never force it, almost there, just relax, never force it, never force it, here we go, here we go, yeah! You got it in, she's in orgasmic bliss, an amazing thing to see a woman take a whole fist. Don't worry guys, it'll go back to shape, cause the hoo-ha was designed to squirt out of